so I guess a lot of people have been asking us to make some videos on um, tips or advice for taking the MCAT. Um, and so I guess we wanted to try something different. We thought that, you know, to, to give you guys advice for, for studying for the MCAT, we thought that maybe a video may not be that beneficial. But we thought, well, we, we know a lot of other people are, who are more into the podcast uh, game right now. So we thought, why not? We'll, we'll try it out. So if you guys like it, let us know. Let us know if you guys want to, if you want us to make more. Um, but yeah, I guess today's lesson or today's podcast is just going to be on tips for studying for the MCAT. So just a uh, word of advice, this is my first podcast that I've ever done, so uh, go a little easy on me, you know, this is the first time, but I guess we'll just start with the number one thing that I guess I see with the students that, you know, we teach is that, you know, the biggest issue in studying for the MCAT is really just time management or, to, you know, dedicating that certain block of time to studying for this test. And so, really, time management goes a lot more than just, you know, studying day by day. How do you focus day by day, right? So, depending on the individual, a lot of us either may have, you know, a set time to, to study for this, if we're, you know, on summer vacation or, or whatnot. But a lot of us, you know, we may have a family room. We may be working in whatever it may be, whatever your circumstances may be. You know, you need to allocate a certain amount of time just for this, you know, no matter what it, what it is that you're doing. You kind of have to dedicate a certain amount of time. And so what we kind of suggest is that, you know, two to three months is probably the most ideal. So like a 10-week block of time would be most ideal. So if you're, you know, in the summertime, that would be, you know, great. But I guess one of the one of the things that we like to stress on, because you do know that time um, is a major factor when you actually take the MCAT. And so what we like to suggest is that actually you, you time your exams, so, so even from the get-go. So from the very first time you start studying for the MCAT, you know, what's, what we like to suggest is that, you know, what you should do in the beginning is set 10 questions aside. So say those freestanding questions that don't have any passage to them, generally we like to say 30 seconds for each one. So what you do in maybe like the first couple of weeks is you set a timer. You set a timer and let it just count up. So it goes from zero up to whatever it may be, right? And so once you finish those 10 questions, then stop the timer and see where you're at. Maybe if you're at six minutes, seven minutes, four minutes, whatever it may be, you can kind of gauge yourself. You can kind of gauge yourself and see, well, how good am I really studying? Because you want to shoot for that 30 seconds, but maybe in the first couple of weeks, you're not going to be there. Right? You don't want to sacrifice accuracy in the first couple of weeks for your time. Because you'll realize once you take a practice test that your biggest weakness or your biggest factor in scoring well on these tests is going to be time. Right? If you had two or three hours, I'm pretty sure most people could get 13, 14, 15s on every single test that they took. But the time is really what, what the, 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 the hardest part is. Because all the answers are in the, in the passages, in the test. Right? But you just have to have time to look for them. Right? So that's the first couple of weeks, but after that, what you should do is maybe in week three, four, five, something like that, now start timing down so you actually have an alarm, so you have that sense of urgency. If you have that sense of urgency ever from the beginning, ever since the beginning, right, you will be a lot more inclined to worry about time, and you'll be getting better and better at making, the, making your time, I guess, finishing the test before the timer ends. Right, so when it comes down to the real test, right, you won't be just free. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't be just thrown out in the middle and just trying to figure out how can I finish this, this test in, in X amount of time, right? You won't feel as, um, I guess, vulnerable, right? So just have that time ever since from the beginning. You know, always practice with with the timer, right? I think that 
you know, I think a lot of you guys who have actually taken a real practice test would know that, you know, time is the, the, the biggest factor, right? And I guess the, the, the next thing that I kind of wanted to, I guess, touch on was, you know, a lot of people that I, I know that, or that I've, I've taught in the past is that, you know, some, something that they kind of struggle with is actually as simple as picking a date. So picking a date for the MCAT, as simple as that may sound, it's actually a really big deal, right? So picking a date, what I mean is that, say you you were going to take the test in September, right? Um, and let's say right now is um, May, is May, right? So you start studying for the test, you, you, you use the three-month schedule, and halfway through, you don't see any improvement. So you don't see any improvement, or, or very little at that, and you're, you know you're not going to get to your target score. So you kind of just figure, well, I'll just postpone it. I'll just postpone it for for January or whatever it may be. I'm going to tell you that your score will not show any increase in the first couple of weeks, maybe even a month. You may see a, a, an increase and then you'll just plateau, right? But that's just because you know you, you have a lot of information that you, you have learned, but it just may not be touching on those in those particular practice tests. But if you continue that for the, the next month and a half, so you finish the three months, right? You will start to see, and I guarantee you'll start to see dramatic improvements towards the end. At least for me personally, how it worked was that, you know, I started off um, and I saw a, a, a quick increase. I saw a quick increase from, from my diagnostic to the first test, right? Then after that, you kind of just don't see any change and you get super discouraged and you get super discouraged um, and you kind of want to not necessarily quit, but you kind of want to reevaluate will I have enough time to study for this? And so all that time that you're kind of focusing on, do I have enough time for, for to actually take this test in September for, for our personal case, um, you know, that could be spent studying and, and you wouldn't be getting very good studying if you're always stressing about, am I gonna be ready? You know, always focusing on the score, always focusing on where you're at currently, you know. The best thing you should do is just not worry about all that. Don't worry about the score. Maybe even I would suggest don't even look at your score, period, right? Because why is it going to matter? You know, this is your diagnostic or your first couple of tests. Why does it matter? What you should really focus on is what did I miss and how can I improve on those questions that I missed? But does it really matter if I got an 8 or a 15 or whatever it may be? It doesn't really matter. So what you actually got as a score may not necessarily matter, but how can you improve on the questions that you've missed and the types of questions you've missed are very important. So they're very important in, in doing better, right? And so going back to that picking a time and just sticking to it is that, well, say halfway through the test, you say, oh, I'm just going to postpone it. Your studying habits are going to go very much way worse. They're going to get much worse um, for your studying habits. Because you're gonna you're gonna know that well now instead of one and a half months you know that sense of urgency is no longer there because now you know that oh well I'm gonna take it in January now I have six months to study for it right so your sense of urgency is gonna be much lower and you're not gonna study as well right and when January comes along you're gonna go through the same process and you're gonna realize well I might as well just have taken it in September if I actually dedicated that set amount of time I probably would have seen an increase and, and I know a lot of my students have come back to me and said well yeah I guess I probably should have right so really just sticking to whatever you set right setting it from the get-go and knowing that over time you will make it you'll make it to that specific score that you want and regardless of if you do or not you know don't worry about the score so much when you when you worry so much about the score, that's when you actually do much worse from, from what I have noticed for myself and from other people, right? 
So just don't focus on the score so much. Kind of just focus on you know the questions themselves and trying to you know really just improve on you yourself and, and taking these tests and, and doing better on these questions, right? Um, and I guess the one thing that I kind of want to want to stress is that a lot of people are afraid to change. So they're afraid to change not only in the way that they strategize. So for example, verbal. Verbal is definitely a very tricky subject to to kind of conquer just because you know verbal is one of those where you know we're not really used to that you know most of us are science majors we don't really know how to analyze these kind of you know very wordy uh, passages or you know some of us may be really good at it some of us maybe not and for, for me personally I, I, I wasn't really a fan of verbal and so for me it was really a time for me to just experiment to try to experiment with different techniques to try to experiment with different strategies but you have to be willing to change in the beginning. You know, your week one through three, or even through week four, you know, that should be your time when you're exploring, when you're exploring different strategies and seeing what works for you, right? Because if you're, if you're gonna wait until week nine or 10, and that's when you're gonna start exploring, well, no, that's way too late. That's way too late to be exploring because you should have been doing that from the get-go, right? And week four through 10 is when you're actually supposed to be solidifying your plan and sticking to that. Right? So you can't be afraid to change in the beginning, but once you do change and you see what works, you have to be willing to stick to that. Right? And it, it is hard because you know, you'll, you'll see that in verbal especially for a lot of us is that you know, you'll have these days when you, know, you think you have a strategy that's working and all of a sudden it just doesn't. It just doesn't. Like you would be getting consistently 10s or 11s or whatever it may be, the score doesn't matter, and then the next second you get a six, right? And so it's definitely very discouraging, and that's why I would say that don't worry so much about the score, because that's when it really gets to you, when you see yourself making all this progress, and then all of a sudden it crashes, and then it's it's very, very discouraging. Um, so don't really worry about that. Don't worry about the score so much. Don't worry about, you know, the things that bad that happen, because it is a long test, Right, there, it is going to be a, a two months or three months studying test, and so you will see ups and downs. You're not going to always see uh, an upward trend, and if you do, that's perfect. Um, but back to the the, the 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 changing, is that not only should you be willing to change in terms of your strategy, but also um, kind of in your plan. So we we set aside that two month, three month program, and eventually four and six months. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to stick to that 100%. Because if you notice, everything is very balanced. So chemistry, physics, OCHEM, bio, they're all very balanced. We set aside the same amount of time for each one. But chances are, nobody is equally good at every single subject. So you should, if you were good at physics, right, you shouldn't be spending all that time in physics, especially in the beginning. What if you already knew all of that? You can skip it. There's no problem. And you can go work on something that you may not be good at. Right, but also one thing that people make a mistake on is they tend to think that, oh, well, my first practice test said that I got a, let's say I got a eight in physical science and I got a ten in biological science. But I was always good at physics. I remember I was always good at physics and chemistry and stuff like that. What happened? Should I focus a lot on physical science? And the answer is probably not. If you were good at one point in time in physical science, like chemistry and physics, um, just because you scored badly on your diagnostic test doesn't mean that you should that you are bad at that subject and that you should focus all your time on that. Chances are you just don't remember it, right? Because for me personally, I took chemistry and physics my freshman year, right? So 
for me now, four years later, to, to, to take um, a diagnostic exam, you know, I, I took all this biology, I took all this um, OCHEM fairly recently, right? So the, the, the score difference that you see is probably just due to time. So what you should really be focusing on is what were you bad at in college? What were you physically bad at in college? Not necessarily what did you do the worst on, on your diagnostic, because if you see then that your diagnostic was really bad in physical science and you spent all your time studying physical science and you for, completely forgot about bio, right? That's going to be pretty bad for you in the end because you'll realize, oh wait, I. I I, I studied these physical signs now and I actually am really good at it. I remember it now, it was just in the back of my mind. It was just back there somewhere. I kind of just had to fish it out, right? But the biology, you know, you may not be good at that, but it just had been, well, I just recently took it. That's why my score is a little bit higher than physical science. So I could have been spending all this time on biology, but I kind of neglected it because I thought that I was going to be bad at physics, right? So you know what you were good at college and that shouldn't change. You know, the MCAT is not... I mean, it's definitely a different way of testing, but the knowledge is still the same. So, so kind of base it off of what you were good at in college. Don't base it off of what you were good at or bad at on the first diagnostic. The first diagnostic, that's why we don't have you guys take it the first day, which most people do. We tell you to take it, I think, between week one or week two, even because you know, there's really no point. There's really no point in taking it right off the bat. You'll just waste it. Um, and it'll be very discouraging. And so... It's, yeah, you know, just don't really focus on your score so much. I mean, it's not, it's definitely not something that you worry about um, until at the very end. Honestly, until the very end is when you should actually worry about how your score is and whatnot. You know, you should just study regardless and study the same amount regardless. Um, and then worry about the score at the end. And then really at the end is when you should decide, well, is my score where I want it, right? At the very end, is my score where I want it and should I take the exam? And then people also decide, also like to think, well, should I, should I avoid my exam? And I guess that's a, a whole other topic, and I guess we'll discuss that later on when I actually give you test day tips. Uh, but for now, I would, I would say, you know, for now, I would give you the advice of if you're ever thinking of avoiding this early, if you're just starting to take the test right now and you're worried about avoiding, don't even worry about that right now. That's, that's definitely the last of your concern. Um, so yeah, I guess um, in the future we'll talk about more about actual test-taking strategies for each subject. I think that that's the way that these podcasts will, will go in the direction of. But I guess whatever you guys want me to talk about, you know, I'm de definitely very open. I guess, you know, I I'm willing to talk about anything. And so thanks for listening.